and in today's show we're going to talk about vegan veganism for beginners and that's a really exciting episode and it's going to be for for many people out there listening who are either vegans and want to know a little bit to go back over the steps of why they got into it and how to sustain it and how to enjoy it any questions that arise during the journey but especially for those of you who heard about veganism perhaps even tried it but never had an in-depth introduction to it and understanding and to do this show today I've got Andre um, I was going to introduce himself, he's an extremely cool guy, I met him at uh, the Feel Good Cafe where, uh, and uh, so I, I just pass it to Andre and he can introduce himself. Hey everyone, welcome to the show, happy to be on board here with Eden. Um, as he said, we met in the Feel Good Cafe which is based down in Chingford. If you're vegan or thinking about trying vegan food, that's the place to be. Absolutely fantastic. I myself am a shamanic healer. I practice qigong, um, various types of sound therapies. Um, and yeah, I'm a vegan too. Um, I've been a vegan now for two years uh, and I have never looked back. So really looking forward to divulging all the details to you guys so that those of you who are thinking if this is right for yourself, uh, you can get the facts, you know, as they are. Alright, so, Idan, if you'd like to start, uh, Idan's been a, a vegan for many more years than I am, so if you could elaborate for our listeners, what is veganism? What does being a vegan mean? Okay, so for me, uh, and, and in general, uh, veganism means that you do not um, consume any other being, any other, any other animal. Um, we are animals as well, so we do not um, eat any animal, any other uh, living beings. We do not hurt them. We do not, uh, in any kind of, uh, um, in, in, in human terms, call them a uh, humanely raise them and humanely slaughter them or humanely rape them that doesn't exist so we do not hurt them we do not kill them we do not eat them we do not milk them we do not take their eggs or fish them or shoot them or any um, thing like that we are not meant to be so that's for me veganism but also we, we would not that that um, extend not to wear anything that is uh, made from an animal because that's exploiting an animal. Even to get wool, you need to capture the sheep, you need to, 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 to lay it down, to, to knock it to the ground or put it in a cage and, and use clippers or scissors or razor or whatever machinery you use. And that, um, and that um, involved some kind of harm. I think the, 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 there's a certain uh, uh, English law, something like that, it said do not do any harm and like uh, don't steal and don't kill so i think this really covers pretty well that you you just let them be uh, free as they're supposed to be in nature um, and for you andre any any anything comes to mind yeah i think that you uh, pretty much hit the nail on, on the head and it's good that we're doing this show together because 
we're both from two different backgrounds and we can you know uh, shed light as it were in uh, two different ways um, veganism to me uh, I mean obviously uh, those of you who are listening have already some insight into it it is a plant-based diet that means we don't eat anything that comes from an animal um, whether it's the meat the milk uh, or anything like that and animals include fish by the way just in case some of you are wondering <laughs> because uh, when I first became a vegan my aunt uh, said oh but you still can eat fish though can't you no vegans don't eat fish we eat a plant-based diet which means lots of vegetables lots of fruit uh, you know and f from my perspective uh, a plant-based diet is much healthier and easily digestible, but we're going to get back. We're going to get into the details of that a little bit later. I'm jumping ahead now, um, but essentially, yeah, you know, Eden hit the uh, head on the nail. You know, we don't use animal products um, quite simply because of the cruelty associated with using those products. I mean, uh, for example dairy milk uh, comes from cows and in order for those cows to produce milk they have to be uh, artificially inseminated or in another word raped uh, once they are pregnant uh, and they either give birth or are you know have their their unborn fetuses aborted forcefully in order for them to keep producing milk and that, you know it's an awful awful thing um, to have to go through even if it is an animal and it's not a human being but you can imagine yourself in that condition uh, and secondly um, you know human beings uh, are designed to eat plant-based diet but again we'll get back into that later absolutely thanks i i, I like uh, i like the details there and one last thing i'll just add that also includes honey if we take all the honey from bees and we feed them sugar then we have to give them antibiotics because they're antiviral and propolis and all the great stuff in honey that a lot of people boast about it's made for the bees not for the humans if you want to get some nectar or some or, or the, the, the nectar and, and pollen you go to the plant and many plants are edible and you can get it straight into your salad or into your cooking or even make yourself a raw chocolate shake with some fresh um, plant pollen from the plant, not from the bees. Because if we affect our bees, and also here, uh, often they kill the queen bee, so they have to produce and grow. And there's lots of things goes behind the scene to cultivate honey. And so if we affect the bees population, which we have, and we don't have any more in Britain native bees from the 70s, we have to import them. And uh, they are all um, fed with antibiotics and all kind of syrup mixes so we can um, satisfy falsely our sweet tooth instead of using a maple syrup or apples or any other fruit so if we affect the bees we're affecting the pollination of our planet and if we affect the pollination before we know it there won't be many trees and bushes and flowers and and and, and it will affect us very quickly i think there's a saying i said that um, if all insects disappeared from the earth and no humans can survive and I think that's worth looking into guys okay let's move to, to the next one because this is a very exciting stuff definitely
So the next topic in our show this evening is what do vegans eat? Now, whenever I tell people I'm a vegan, that is the first question they ask. And they look puzzled and say, well, if you don't eat meat, what do you eat? And, you know, the message that we want to send out to, to people, vegans and non-vegans alike, is that being a vegan, you're not restricting yourself. You're not actually restricted. Your diet isn't restricted. You can still enjoy uh, a full-flavored and healthy diet. You can still eat everything. You just have to learn new ways of making the, the same recipes that you enjoy. For instance, as a vegan, I still eat lasagna. I still eat spaghetti bolognese. I eat pizza. I eat burgers. In fact, some, some of my favorite burgers are at the Feel Good Caf. I eat cakes, many, many different types of cakes. And the best thing about it is that eating all these different things as a vegan means it's much lighter, much healthier, and much more nutritious. I used to find that when I ate meat, I would always be hungry. You know, I would eat half an hour later, I'd be hungry, you know, and I'd get such hunger pains, you know, instantly. I was like ravenously hungry. Whereas now as a vegan, oftentimes I probably eat one or two meals, main meals a day, and I'm completely stuffed. So, you know, that's my take on it. And before I, I, I delve in a little bit deeper, I'd just like to get Eden's take on it because he's a vegan veteran for many years now. So Eden, as a vegan, what are some of the things that you eat and what are some of the things that our listeners can can eat? So when I think I'll, I'll give a practical um, view here and um, I'll, I'll go by breakfast, lunch, dinner and some snacking. I'll remind you as well that... Um, there is many more varieties of species of plants than any other kind of species. So that goes to vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, legumes, herbs, spices, uh, you name it. And another point here, our mouth has amylase, which is an enzyme to break down starches. So that's a nice indicate, indicator from nature that we should have starches and indeed I recommend to everyone, absolutely everyone, to read The Starch Solution by Dr. John McDougall. Um, so for breakfast it's, it's very very nice to start the day, especially if you are in the northern hemisphere where it's a bit colder for more um, days in the year than elsewhere so you can start with something like a porridge okay you can even have vegan cereals but vegan cereals by its nature is a bit less wholesome than porridge porridge oats in the northern hemisphere and um, northern hemisphere grows very well it's native it's full of incredible nutrients such as silica which is what your um, nails and hair needs to have to have that great shape shyness to it shininess and um, you add some 
dates and apricot and raisin and cranberries and maple syrup whatever you want now you can make it with them um, with with um, nice quality water and cook it on the stove slowly or you can make it um, with the various vegan milks now vegan milks you can make at home or you can buy from the shop whatever it's convenient and suitable for you um, you got so many varieties from rice milk to hazelnut macadamia almonds um, etc so that's a, 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 a basic easy to go breakfast that will fill you and will taste and beautifully amazing really really tasty another option is a bowl of fruit choose your favorite fruit fruit and have and have as much as you can of it until you feel full fruits are full of fiber and we got sweet too for a reason we're supposed to have sweetness from fruits not from refined sugars but from wholesome food for lunch you can have a big salad you can have it with uh, some form of a tofu be it scrambled tofu uh, you can have it with beans or lentils you can add some nuts and seeds for your salad as well and for dinner you can make a soup or stew stew is very easy as a vegan you put lots of root vegetables some cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli and cauliflower and kale boil it and you got yourself an incredible stew and you got all of course the herbs and spices and you can use them um, widely you can there's so many herbs and spices and they will totally change the flavor of your stew so you can have a stew a day for the rest of your life using different herbs and spices and they will never taste the same they will always be exciting and something new and different so that's especially great if you are a head of family and you're trying to feed everyone and they always want something nice and exciting you can surprise them just get a nice herb and spice cabinet and use it accordingly um, for desserts and sweets in the cafe in particularly for those of you who live close enough to to come and visit we have from carrot cakes to coffee and walnut cakes different type of brownies and and fudges raw dessert raw uh, vegan cheese cheesecake and sneaker bars everything is vegan everything is much better for you much better for the environment and it's 100% animal cruelty free for snacks and also if you go out of the house and you're never sure what to have um, and in case you can't find uh, a vegan place around you and that can happen although we are growing in numbers and there's more and more options everywhere until the rest catch up always have a bag of nuts and seeds with some dried fruits inside and that would keep you going for a long time um, even proteins for those of you listening are into exercise and fitness or what do as an athlete look up vegan athletes online and see what they eat a great guy which I uh, enjoy watching his video is vegan hustler is a very very fit guy um, he's from London so big up London um, he's got incredible body he's super super fit and uh, he's vegan for a while and he's doing very well you got pea protein if you need proteins you got a uh, sun uh, sun warrior protein as well it's another uh, brand shake for for proteins 
um, and all the usual so if you look into that you will really find a lot of products and a lot of foods for you to eat and sustain and do even better and of course in a healthier way as we mentioned animal proteins is never ever a good idea as many studies shows and you should look up Dr. Michael Braga on the dangers in animal proteins that's good um, what I wanted to touch on as well um, just before we move on is that animal proteins are not as digestible and as absorbable by your gut as proteins from say peas in fact studies have shown that pea protein is up to 93% more digestible than whey protein which is a byproduct of pasteurizing milk in fact um, before they started selling whey protein whey was actually a waste product that they used to throw away because it could not be used it could not be sold until they discovered a way of turning that waste into a money-making venture and that's what it's really about if, if you're if you're an athlete and you're consuming whey protein i would seriously rethink what you're putting into your body because uh, whey protein has been shown to, to damage the kidney uh, and the livers over time because your body has to work extra hard because remember whey is a waste product that's where the whey comes from waste uh, so keep that in your mind and you know really think about what you're doing to your body um, you know just to skip ahead slightly but not too much is you know the foods we're putting into our bodies have adverse effects on our bodies what you eat today might not kill you tomorrow but in 10 years time when you start developing uh, health issues diabetes and a myriad of other health issues that you could develop including cancers that's when you'll be wondering but how on earth did this happen to me you know let thy food be thy medicine you know really think about what you're putting into your body it's your body it's your life you only have one life live it fully and healthily um, but yeah and another thing I also wanted to say uh, is uh, you know about the vegan cakes because I know so many of us out there have got sweet tooths many women in my family you know I, don't, I never had much of a sweet tooth before I became a vegan um, whenever I would eat cakes sweets sugars non-vegan of course I would always feel ill not straight away but within half an hour I would just feel awful absolutely awful um, with the vegan cakes because it's all natural sugars from, um, you know, from plants. I mean, some of the cakes that we bake are sweetened with beetroot, dates, uh, and these are all natural, natural occurring sugars, not refined, not processed. Um, it's very digestible, very easy on the body, you know, so you can enjoy all of your sweets, you know, all the same flavors, and some of the great cakes that Eden mentioned that are served in the Feel Good Cafe, uh, you, you can enjoy them you can continue enjoy them you're not restricted as a vegan again you know you're totally free but you just have to find a new way of eating and by f and i think that makes it exciting you know it's like you're going on a food adventure you know how can i make an alternative version to uh you know cheesecake. to cheesecake to ice cream you know 
Um, the Buja Buja ice cream range is some of the best I've tasted. You know, a lot of them only contain five ingredients. You know, if you look at, on the back of a Wall's ice cream tub, you'll see a lot more than five ingredients, half of which you won't be able to pronounce. Um, my basic rule is if I can't pronounce an ingredient, and I don't know what it is just by reading it, uh, then it probably isn't very good for me. You know, that's just my way of doing things. I'm not saying you should do that, but it's something to think about. Eden, is there anything else you wanted to add to, to that? I think uh, we covered a lot in here. You mentioned some great, great points. And remember, guys, this is just the first podcast on this on this subject. We will do more of them. Leave your comments below. Write to us. Get engaged. Uh, we will leave both the Feel Good Cafe and... Um, and Andres Dito and also a vegan uh, enlightenment podcast Dito so, so you can get uh, in touch with us through all of these channels and let us know what you would like to know more about and more details and um, any questions recipes any challenges really we are here uh, to serve you and we really appreciate that you've been taking the time to listen to us so fine we it's not stop it's not ending yet and we're going to cover some more topics so yeah. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Right. So now we're going to get into some of the benefits of veganism, uh, of, of which they are many. Um, for me personally, the first benefit that I noticed um, was after meals. Prior to becoming a vegan, anytime I ate, I would be completely brain dead as I was trying to digest, you know, all, all these meats and carbs and various things that I'd eaten that at the time I was completely unaware of what they were doing to me. Um, you know, I, I would be at the office, go out for lunch, come back and basically be be unable to function for the next two hours. And it wasn't just myself. A lot of my colleagues had a similar issue. And in fact, many of them began skipping lunch because, you know, they would be unproductive after lunch. Now, on a vegan diet, I have never been lethargic after a meal. You know, uh, I'm perfectly with it, I'm together, I'm focused, I'm sharp, you know, however you want to say it. Um, and I'm sure Eden can expand vastly on the benefits of a vegan diet. Over to you, my friend. Okay, so um, need to, to as well, let's talk about the dairy here for a second. Dairy contains a certain type of opiates, the same way as opium and um, and heroin come from wow so whenever and that's why it's so difficult to get away from it it's that addictive now who wants to be an addict and to something that can that is opiates yeah it, or not it's, it's literally like that so that's as well opiates this kind of leads to constipation uh, it puts you in a hazy brain foggy state uh, and of course, when you, we can talk about food combining here for just off the point, just for a second. When you eat animal products, you got to look into food combining exactly because of these reasons of lethargy, 
brain fog and heartburns, inflammation um, and misdigestion really that, that you're not digesting things and also you gain weight because you, you're fermenting your stomach is trying to break down the carbs which is meant to do then it's got to deal with the animal proteins and animal fats so you so, so you more or less end up with very little food combining to worry about but some of the great benefits which, which come uh, to my mind that perhaps the, the biggest one and I think uh, to be a successful vegan for a long time and hopefully for a lifetime is to understand that all the health benefits are incredible but we've got an innate thing in us to do something greater than ourselves. When we know that we are serving others, other um, living beings, by knowing that our choices help to save a chicken a week, perhaps a whole cow every few months, a sheep. When we know we removed a cow from being shot in the head or slaughtered or stabbed or whatever, whatever they do to them, gassing them, when we know we contributed to stop that this gives such sense of i'm doing something meaningful in life and often people i'm not speaking about clinical depression but people with light depression where they feel lost a bit not sure what to do with life but when you have a meaning a meaning in your life suddenly that you know you contributed to the saving of an animal of a being of a beautiful animal, of a pig of a car or whatever animal that would be you feel wow there is that is a beautiful feeling and that fulfill you and i really recommend to understand this a bit more uh, to watch conspiracy and earthlings now you can find them on netflix or youtube uh, they are incredible documentaries bringing you real footage that explain this point more so the number one benefit for me and I would think for a lot of vegan is is having that sense of um, special sense that wow I'm doing I've got a meaning in my life I'm already doing something to help someone else the second um, it's it's the health um, as we as, as you mentioned that perhaps people notice um, very soon the lightness the, the surge in energy um, even sexual performance and sexual enjoyment increases because animal pro, uh, product clogs your arteries and it's starting already the hardening of the arteries and there's a certain way to say it uh, um, but that disease, the hardening of the arteries, if you type that, you, you will see how it's called, how the doctor calls it. Um, that starts from the age of 10 in Western world. And that's directly related to consuming animal products. Again, you can put in YouTube, Dr. Michael Greger, um, 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 hardening of the arteries at age 10. So that's happening already. So both for male and female, if our body can't deliver the blood to the right places, we can't enjoy ourselves as much as we should. Part of life is to having a great time and fun. So that's also get an added bonus. 
On top of that, you smell better. Animals think so. You are more attractive. Your skin clears up often. All kinds of, of skin condition, eczema, and psoriasis, they go away because animal products lead to immune, to autoimmune conditions. Um, and next to this point, I wouldn't say it's second point or third point, it's just, just as important and it's a great feeling, is the environment. The biggest cause for deforestation is raising cattle, both to get the, the trees away so the cattle can roam and also that so they can grow grains on it and feed the cattle. Um, so it's a great feeling to know that you are helping I think uh, Gandhi said, be the change you want to see. Okay, maybe just me and Andrew go, uh, Andrew, if, if only the two of us go vegan, it's not going to be a huge impact yet. But we are starting a trend, and that trend luckily was start, started hundreds of years ago, and two million years ago actually. So if we can slowly, um, each one of us who listens, uh, try to spread the message, take that action um, and get involved with veganism and be a vegan. Together we can help save the forest. I believe every second uh, football pitch or 10 football pitches or something crazy of dimensions, every second, not a minute guys, is being ruined um, for raising a cattle, which is really, really worrying because we only have one planet and as Andrew said we have only one life and um, especially for us who are young if we want to have a world when we age and if we are old and we have children or grandchildren if we are caring people we should really take the necessary steps so our children have a brighter future and not an overheated planet that they can enjoy and ruin this wonderful system and that the planet has for us so 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 this is three points which um i like touching and they're very close to my heart definitely a powerful message there eden um and totally in agreement i think people nowadays are very disconnected from their food we you know we go to the supermarket we see the products there we have no idea where they come from or what's gone into it or you know if you're a meat eater you have no no clue what the chickens were raised on or the pigs or or any of that thing you just buy it and go home and eat it and you just expect it to be healthy you know and and i think we need to definitely take that on board take on board of being the change that we want to see in the world if you always do what you always did, you'll always get the same results. So just because our ancestors may have lived their lives eating animal products, it doesn't necessarily mean that that is the right way or the best way forward. In, all, in order to move forward in a new direction, we have to take on new ways of being, new ways of thinking. We have to change the way we eat. We have to change the way we live, change the way we treat each other. And, and, and veganism is at the heart of this, of this big change. I really believe that it is. Another key thing um, that is probably the biggest benefit to people out there, especially here in the West, uh, about becoming a vegan is the weight loss. 
Um, you know, I was never big to begin with, uh, but since becoming a vegan, I'm slim, slender, and sexy. <laughs> Uh, and, and for you ladies out there, I, I think that is a really big thing, you know, especially if you're struggling with weight. Many of my female friends who have become vegans or who were vegans before me have seen tremendous weight loss because like Eden said, the animal fats, they clog up the arteries, which slows down, you know, the bodily functions. It slows down the functions of the organs. It slows down your ability to digest food. And while we're on the topic of digestion, um, vegetables and fruit take roughly 30 minutes to be digested, whereas meat takes between 8 to 12 hours to be digested. And that is a big difference. And, you know, if you left a piece of raw chicken out or, or, or meat out, cooked or raw, out for 12 hours, would you come back and eat it? No, you wouldn't, because it would have gone bad. Um, however, if you chop up an apple and come back to it 30 minutes, it might have discolored a little bit, but if you taste it, it still tastes great. It's still totally clean, still totally perfect and healthy to eat. And these are all the indicators. I mean, the evidence is staring us right in the face. When we compare vegetables to meat, we see a big difference. And, um, you know, without getting too graphic here, uh, another powerful benefit, um, and this is coming straight from the insides of your body. Uh, this is part of what Edan touched on a little bit. You know, he said that when you eat meat products, you know, meat has more of a pungent smell. It stinks. So you yourself stink. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I've noticed since becoming a vegan that I very rarely suffer from BO at all. And when I do, it smells completely different from when it, what it used to. It used to be unbearable, you know, and I used to get it often daily. You know, I would, if I sweated or did any kind of physical uh, exercise or movements that involved sweating, I would reek. I would absolutely reek. Now, now what does this mean? Because I'm eating more vegetables, no animal products, I'm less stinky, which means I actually use no deodorant most of the time i don't need to and i don't stink and no one around me is complaining either so that that's key but the bigger key and i noticed this straight away uh within the first week was that when i was passing stools and for my, my uh, common english friends out there when i was taking a poo it did not stink it wasn't unbearable anymore i used to have to hold my own breath when i took you know when i passed stools and that is a clear indicator. If that's coming out of me, out of the inside of your body, and, it, and you can't even stand the smell, and it stinks, what, what does that say about what's going on inside your body, you know, of the decay and the rot that's taking place deep within you? Whereas now, um, my system is like clockwork. Every single day, I pass stools, there's no problems, it does not stink anywhere near what it used to. You know, occasionally, if I've had different spices, yes, there will be, you know, an odor, but nothing like what it used to be, you know. So I think that's really important to remember, um, as well as all the other important points that Idan pointed out. I mean, my main motivation for becoming a vegan, uh, which was the most obvious benefit to me, was uh, after I watched Cowspiracy. And in Cowspiracy, when you see how these animals are raised, 
when you see how they're mistreated, when you see how the meat is prepared and where it actually comes from, it is heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking. I was choked up. In fact, after watching it, I was ill for about three hours. I felt sick to my stomach knowing that for years since childhood, I had, you know, indulged and overindulged on meat products and animal-based products without really knowing where they were coming from. I couldn't believe that I had actually allowed this cruelty to go on. And if you continue to buy meat products, you are part of the problem. You know, we're feeding an industry that promotes cruelty uh, and dis-ease. Uh, and, and that's one of the keys. So, you know, it's... You know, you can do your research, as Idan said, watch the documentaries, you know, a lot of them are very short, uh, very, very easy to understand um, and doesn't require a degree to, to see right from wrong. Great, great points. Thank you again for listening to, to this part of uh, this podcast and um, in the next part we're going to wrap it up. Um, but then, uh, but let's go on. Welcome back to the final part of our lovely podcast. Veganism for beginners. Now, we've discussed a lot of hopefully very easy to understand concepts of you know what veganism is the benefits of veganism what vegans eat now the final question remains how do i become a vegan okay um there's there's many ways how to to become a vegan and um, but for me, from hearing all the benefits and hearing about the environment and the cruelty that grows, I think once we know something, uh, we are held responsible with that knowledge. Now, from listening to this podcast alone, perhaps you cannot be held accountable um, straight away because we just touched lightly. But I highly recommend to go and view um, the documentaries that we um, mentioned and that we're going to post um, with the podcast in the description. And so, uh, there's few ways to, to do it. Um, one particular way, which uh, how I did it, and then you can perhaps share the way you've done it. Because of course we're learning and... You know, we're, not, we're never going to get it right 100% the first time. It's going to take time. It's a learning curve. We've got to, um, uh, we have to embrace that. So, first of all, education. If you're not educated in veganism or in generally in life, it is very unlikely that you would be successful at anything. Education brings success safety, comfort, uh, guidance, purpose and it applies as well to, to veganism. You educate yourself again and again why you're doing it, why you're going to do it and how to do it. 
So how to do it? First of all, we have to... Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind, okay, I can get rid of some wool clothing and donate them to charity because I don't want to represent it no more. I can give away leather shoes and I can make a, a stand that I'm not going to wear something that contains animals, blood, torture and suffering in it. However, with food, it's something that you got to think quick because you're going to have three meals a day, so you're going to have to have something... Uh, the next day to eat and so if you do go all in uh, which is what I did and many do it needs to come from education and you need to read a book that's called the starch solution if you're not educated enough perhaps you do it in slower steps until you realize because if you're gonna usually the first impression can often leave a good or bad taste in our mouth if you're very well educated, you read the starch solution, you got some nice basic uh, cooking recipes, books, you're going to start straight away, you're going to feel great, it's going to be easy. Also connect to people, connect to as many people as you can to learn, to embrace, to support. You don't go try and converting 100 million people at once because they may not understand what you're saying at the beginning, you may not have all the knowledge yet and it's going to make put your energy down. So talk at the beginning with people you know until you get the confidence and got the support network to to go and spread the message. That's one way of doing it. That's the way I've done it. There's no right or wrong way. It's one way. I personally am an advocate of it. I'm an advocate of education and this is my, my core. This is what um, get me up in the morning. Um, and and now I can pass you to Andre, who who's done it a bit differently as well. I was in a very, um, my body was unwell, and I knew veganism would help me. So I really wanted to jump at it as soon as I can. And then when I realized what's going on behind this one, the animals, that was the end of it. I I knew a vegan. It's something that I will do, um, for life. Simple as that. So Andre, perhaps you can share with us. Um, your journey and, and what you recommend yeah sure um, I think the key for m most people everyday people is to start slowly and ease your way in whatever we try and do in life if we do it quickly we're liable to make mistakes if we take our time move at our own pace then we're more likely to succeed and success is, is the key. Success is what we're, we're aiming for. You know, we want to become more healthy. We want to feel better. We want to enjoy our foods more. Um, the way I did it was um, it started, it took me about eight or nine months to fully convert from eating everything. And I mean everything. Meat, fish, eggs, dairy, you name it. I ate it. Um, to enjoying the life I now lead the first thing I cut out and I recommend this for anyone even if you're not thinking about becoming a vegan this is a very important thing you should cut out and that's dairy milk and cheese um, you know there's a wealth of information and I could talk all night about the pros and cons of cutting out dairy the most obvious thing uh, that should stand out in your mind is that milk is produced by a cow 
for baby cattle so that they can very quickly fatten up and turn into big cows, right? You are a human being, you know, you fed on your mother's milk when you were first born for a period of time and then you started eating solids. Cow milk is packed with hormones designed for cows, not for humans. And that is the most obvious reason. And as I said, I could talk about that subject alone in several podcasts. So I'm not going to go too deep into that. But the first thing I cut out was dairy. And I noticed a big change immediately. Um, My energy, my concentration, my focus, everything was amplified. And I felt a lot better. And I used to eat cereal most mornings with milk. And I was, you know, I was really addicted to the flavor of milk and I didn't know why uh, until I realized and did my own research and realized that it's full of opiates, which Edan spoke about earlier on in the show. So that is the first biggest key that you should cut out. I cut out dairy and then a few months later, you know, I really took my time with it. I was thinking about it. I was... um, researching whenever I had the chance you know I I wasn't going deep in and like really keen I was just like right now I really want to change up my diet I want to feel better what should I do Um, and then I cut out red meat Uh, and again I noticed a big change immediately you know I was less sluggish you know red meat is very difficult to digest Uh, the, the, the big seller on red meat is that it's full of protein Uh, It is, but it's full of protein that you cannot fully absorb. Uh, And it's been scientifically proven that the maximum amount of protein a human being can absorb from meat in one day, regardless of how much you eat, is 16 grams. And after which point your liver says, no, thank you. And the rest is all waste. Right. So that's something to think about. Then I cut out fish. The last thing on my list was uh, white meat, which is basically just chicken, you know. Um, And then I made the switch. One of the things that I think our listeners should be aware of, depending on how you want to do it, I mean, there are some people out there who have just made the switch straight away and have been fine and it's worked for them fantastically. But we're not all the same. We don't all have the same body types. We don't all have the same digestion. And we also have different needs based on what we're doing. You know, if you're an athlete, you're going to have different nutritional needs than if you're someone who works nine to five in an office every day and doesn't get out much. So you have to take that into consideration as well. That's why I recommend doing it very slowly You know, if you're eating meat right now, what you should look to do is increase the number of vegetables on your plate. There should always be more vegetables than uh, meat or or, or non-vegan products such as, you know, uh, fish and and, and other things. So we want to increase the vegetables first. Start eating more veg. See how that goes. Start cutting out dairy. Cut out eggs cut out red meat, cut out fish, you know, despite the claims that fish is really healthy for you and it's full of all these omega-3 and omega-6 oils, 
the other factor of eating you know a highly fish diet is it's full of mercury you got to remember a lot of you know, you know the fish that we, we farm is from poisoned waters waters that um, unfortunately mankind have dumped a whole lot of junk into um which at the moment uh the japanese are planning to dump 770,000 tons of nuclear waste into the pacific ocean that's another story i'm not going to get into that but that's that, that's just the point i'm making you know so those of you who advocate a pescatarian diet you know you really need to look at what is in the water what are these fish feeding on you know what are they getting vegan is the future vegan is the future and i think if you do it slowly take your time with it get to learn what what recipes work for you what works best for you because as i said we all have different bodies and what might work for me might not work for you so you've got to figure out what works with your digestion and slowly and gradually swap things out you know don't make the change overnight unless you've got willpower of god <laughs> you know because you're not going to last do it slowly take your time enjoy yourself you know if if you live in the Chingford area or the North London area, come down to the Feel Good Cafe. Try out some of their vegan burgers. I guarantee you'll never look back. You know, try out their jackfruit. That they have amazing food there, and or any other vegan restaurants that that are nearby. You know, there's many websites you can look up local vegan restaurants. Give that a try first, and you'll see how diverse a diet this really is, and how empowering it is. You know. Give yourself one day where you just eat vegetables and see how much better you feel. See how much better you sleep. At least that's that's the way I see it. Um, th this just goes to show that um, educate yourself. See what kind of person and um, uh, you are. What what resonates with you both, and that's why we're doing these shows together. So hopefully we can capture. Uh, different type of people and whatever suits them so this was uh, today's episode guys I really really appreciate you listening to the end um, again any questions if you felt something was unanswered please leave us a comment write to us we're gonna post all the 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 the, the websites we mentioned um, the documentaries Andre details uh, and and also uh, for the cafe and the vegan podcast series we're gonna do more of them all with Andrew because he's absolutely incredible and uh, it's great doing them with him so please write to us what subjects and topic you would like us to cover um, I thank you so much for tuning in and uh, for being on the show Andrew thanks thanks for hosting and inviting me i think this is an important topic and i think a lot of people need to be more educated on what they're putting into their bodies um so yeah i look forward to doing many more and please guys don't hesitate to get in touch with us you know if there's anything that you feel we could discuss or you'd like to get involved in some way uh just get in touch with us thanks and goodbye <laughs>